everyone, and welcome to the Ear Drunk Podcast. My name is Zach Webb. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, all the jokes that we will be saying throughout the episode will be shown right here at the bottom of the screen. So let's get started. Uh, with me, as always, is my co-host and one of my best friends, Marshall Brook. Oh, yeah, saw dude! Marshall's uh, very stoked for this episode. As you guys know, the episode title is Songs That Sound Like Bob Ross Paintings. So please, thank you, and join us, and laugh, together. <laughs> was that great a good impression? Great rib, dude. Great yeah. rib, dude. Yeah, that was, was awesome. That a good, yeah, I loved I, that. I was like, you know, if we're going to start this episode, we got to start it on a very, like, wholesome, light note. We got to encapsulate the man himself, Bob Ross. And I was just like, well, let me get down on some, like, ASMR bullshit here. Uh, ASMR bullshit. Dude, you just sounded like every NPR program that's ever been in existence. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> it well, ruled. Yeah. Well, I'm looking for a new job, Marshall. So uh, if you know anybody, uh, uh, we'd have more listeners. <laughs> hey, if anyone uh, out there uh, has a good job opportunity available and you don't think less of us after listening to this, uh, shoot us uh, shoot us uh, uh, job openings at your company, eardrunk yeah. at gmail.com. I'm, I'm great around a water cooler. I, I keep up with all the shows, you know, oh, so we can talk about them the next day. Uh, I'm great with gossip. You know, I'll talk shit about Brenda until the cows come home, and then um, I'll tell all the cows about Brenda. <laughs> I'm great at uh, the water cooler and gossip um, yeah. because every job I've worked at, I'm at the butt end of all of it. <laughs> all the discussion at the water cooler, all the gossip, it all comes back to, man, that guy. Huh? Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> And I've never heard anybody been like, oh, that guy at the water cooler, because then that would be me. <laughs> and that would be slightly confusing. Uh, Marshall, I know I normally just ask you a random question, and we didn't start it out like that. Uh, uh, do you paint? Do you like painting? Uh, I like doodling. Yeah. I, I do a lot of drawing. Like I'm not good at drawing, necessarily, but I do I do a lot of doodling, because it helps me focus. Mm-hmm. Um and uh, uh, I, <laughs> I draw a lot of really dumb shit, and then I put it on my Twitter. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, check him out, uh, folks. Sometimes he gives me the the little doodles at work. Oh yeah, and, uh, I laminate them. In, uh, I laminate them in packing tape a yeah. lot of times. Yeah, what well, it's funny, like you know, because you'll do them at work, <laughs> and then you'll hand me like a little alien with like is like uh, just sticking up his middle finger, and it'll say "fuck this job." <laughs> yeah. And then I'll put it on my work computer. He hangs it up next to all of his, like, notes for how to do his job, like, yeah. all, around his, all around his computer monitor. <laughs> and it blends in. I have several pretty fucked up ones. I had this one that was, like, a uh, a turtle with a human head. Yeah. And he had all these little, like, stitches in his face. And it just said, uh, I need more. I require more flesh for my man mask. Mm-hmm. That was on my monitor for, like, three months. And yeah. nobody, nobody noticed. No one said anything. I mean... No one even notices the family photo that I have where I photoshopped my face onto a happy family. Like, oh, oh, we that's should, like on my desk, dude. We should post that whenever this episode comes out. Because, guys, it's a glorious picture. Like, Marshall just, like, took a stock photo. Like, they gave him a calculator that's also a photo also frame. A picture frame, yeah. yeah. And so and Marshall... branded with our company's name on it. Yeah. And so Marshall just decided, well, I don't have a family to put in this one. 
but I guess I'm just going to be the new dad in this family. I don't have a family to put here, but I can make a family. Yeah, manifest, you know? It's it's very creepy. And it's why we're in California. Yeah, I, I never really painted that much as a... As, well, I mean, I, I did a little bit of art class and stuff, uh, mm-hmm. but I've always, I, I always blame my hands for things. Uh, I'm just like, ah, my, I have these big, meaty claws. You know, it's, it's hard to make, like artwork or anything like or his play hands, music folks his hands look like if a lobster had five claws on their claw instead of two yeah it's like it's like my hands are allergic to fingers <laughs> they're orange and they're covered in just like this super hard shell yeah if if you were to like picture hot dog hands <laughs> <laughs> then you should be getting hungry right now yeah yeah because <laughs> that is a delicacy yeah it's like uh i don't really wear any jewelry but like if i did if you could just imagine just like a bunch of like rolexes and like <laughs> nice man rings on it like a, a pack of frankfurters uh he's that's got, pretty much what i got his his left pinky finger um is like dark blue because he wears this big huge gaudy class ring covered in diamonds and mm-hmm. he's just outgrown it with his hot dog hands and just oh, cut yeah. off the circulation to his finger you ever but see, he's just rock and rolling baby you ever see one of those pictures where it's like a tree has like wrapped around like a bicycle <laughs> no oh oh <laughs> I was hoping by your response, they'd be like, yes, yes I have. Yes, I have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. Uh, or a chain link fence sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> well, folks, thank you so much for uh, joining us here today. Uh, like every episode, we uh, start off by talking about what beer we're drinking. Uh, uh, Marshall, what do, you, what do you got going on well, over there? I want to give... I could be wrong about this, but I, I think I'm right about this, and I want to kind of like, 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 let's do a little toast real quick, because toast, I believe, right. folks, that this is the first episode where not only do we have... Uh, different beers, yeah. But we have two beers that have not been on the show before. Oh man, we should have some sort of like sound effect for that. Uh, I was gonna crack my beer into the <laughs> mic, but <laughs> listen, um, it's already open. Here's so, the thing: I'll just I'll play a, a a beer cracking in reverse, and that will be the sound effect. And here ooh. it is. Wow, wasn't that great? Man, I love beer. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I'm drinking a uh, Sapporo premium Ooh. beer that we bought at the uh, Asian market this weekend. Yeah. Uh, 99 Ranch. Yeah, because we uh, we were in there getting weird snacks. And, uh, having, and a lot of ramen. <laughs> yeah, a lot of ramen because uh, we were very poor. Um, but we thought to splurge because they were having a sale. <laughs> and I was like, I don't really know this drink, but I'll drink whatever. Uh, I've had Sapporo before. I like it. Um, mm. It's kind of light, and so that's why I wanted to drink it before the show. So I'm not just like a total mess while we're recording, you know? Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, you got those notes? <laughs> you got those notes back yeah. from the listeners? Zach told me I need to stop shooting heroin at the start of every episode because I yeah. just get a little incoherent. So. Well, I just, I, I, and I told him, I said, just not at the start. Yeah, yeah, because it takes a little bit before I start getting incoherent. So as long as it's like a little bit into it, then usually right. I can make it through the end of the episode. Like I, I told you, I was like, you can start during your second song. <laughs> you can start during your second song. Yeah. So here's your heroin and here's yeah. your spoon. And here's your lighter <laughs> and here's your little rubber band. He's, he's he's very harsh. Yeah. But he's also very empowering. <laughs> Just like Bob Ross. Um, but yeah, I'm drinking Sapporo. It's great. Yeah. Uh, what are you drinking today, Zach? Uh, I'm actually drinking, like we said, different uh, beer. I'm pretty sure this one hasn't been on the podcast before. It is uh, Dallas Blonde from Deep Ellum Brewery. Uh, I've had this quite a bit. Yeah, it's a good uh, really, beer. I yeah. honestly like it a lot. Yeah, I normally get their like variety pack. Uh, 
And they Considering, got uh, based on what you said at the start of the episode, I, yeah. I'm glad I picked the Sapporo between the two. Yeah, so uh, folks at home, a little behind the scenes, a little bit of uh, the man behind the curtain. Uh, so <laughs> recently at my apartment, my fridge broke. And this is, I've been living here two years. This is the second time a fridge has like died on me. And, it's uh, like annual. Yeah, and so legit, like uh, what what it started doing was started making like the predator noises, <laughs> you know, like the <laughs> and uh, a lot of just like uh, uh, abnormal noises, you know. And uh, at first, I was like, "Well, I should get a priest and not like a, a handyman." Well, you know? and it, it was happening for a minute. Yeah, because like like we had to stop. Uh, we had to pause during our recordings uh, a couple of times. I feel like and that was like we haven't. Yeah. Yeah, it's been a sec. Well, it sounded weird because, like, it would or was also... was it extra? Was it beyond the normal sound that I'm thinking of? Yeah, no, it was. I mean, like, a, a couple of times it would just, like, bang, which just <laughs> sounds like... It would just, like, do a couple of thuds, and it sounds like all the, like, the vegetables that have just been rotting there over time. You know, like, they're just like, <laughs> let me out! Um, there was there was a, there was a night when uh, you and Kate were both doing a show in Oklahoma City... Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was like watching y'all's dog and house sitting. You know this. I'm just saying. I'm explaining yeah. it like this for the people. Yeah. Um, and and I just remember having a couple of moments in this apartment that 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 I wouldn't say uh, made me believe it was haunted. I wouldn't say they scared me. Um, but I was distinctly spooked several times mm-hmm. in here with just me and the dog. The light started flickering. Um, I saw this like little girl on the stairs in a black dress. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Just just interesting spot you got. Yeah, we call her Miss Vanjie. Um, uh, yeah, you know, you like the first thing whenever you get a ghost is you you obviously want to give it a name and give it power. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anywho, what's a doozle? Anyway, so the <laughs> so the fridge broke. So the fridge broke again, and then so uh, luckily I've you know uh, like a great family and like people who help me out with stuff, and so I got like a Yeti cooler from my parents, and we just stored most of what was in our fridge in this Yeti cooler, uh, and so we threw all that stuff that had gone bad out. And then we put all of, like the beer back into the fridge, <laughs> and so this is a beer that has survived uh, uh, jumping uh, out of the fridge into the cooler and back into the fridge again. All of this to say, still not a bad taste, you know, <laughs> like a little, little skunky, but like, and that's on my end. This ain't this ain't Deep Ellum's fault, you know. This is this is on me, but still, I'm drinking it, having a good time. So what's the uh, what's the what's the movie where the the, the caveman thaws? Uh, Encino Man. Encino Man. You're drinking the Encino Man of beers is what's happening yes. here. Yes. Yeah. Um, he's been double Encinoed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> double Encino. Yeah. Oh, he's God. been Encino node. They do so many reboots, Marshall. They should reboot Encino Man. Like one of the weird reboots, but it's kind of a sequel, but it's still kind of a reboot sort of thing. Encino Man 2. Twin Cino Man. There's two of them. <laughs> There's just two of them. They look the same. Yeah, it's uh, it's uh, 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 Zach and Cody from Sweet Life of Zach and Cody. Oh yeah, they. I, I know one of them's doing something. I know one of them's still in the in the in the acting game. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. I I think he's on like Riverdale or something. I know one of them plays Jughead. Or some so that's got to be Riverdale, right? That's the yeah. Archie show, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, yeah. Uh, you know, sexy Archie, uh, <laughs> as the kids say, uh, you know, because the kids are all about Archie. My uh, uh, my my ex used to watch that show, and uh, I would sit with her, but I would just play RuneScape. Oh yeah, sure. <laughs> I mean, to be honest, Marshall, most of the time you sit with somebody, you're also playing RuneScape. Well, you know, uh, you're doing it now. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, I gotta no uh, maximum efficiency, no exp waste. Uh, <laughs> yeah, 
<laughs> Man, so many people just tuned out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell me about it. Uh, all of my exes uh, tuned out of me a long time ago. Yeah. Anyways, uh, let's just move on. Yeah, this, this yeah, whole, this whole, this whole, bit, this whole bitch was, dead. Yeah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, Zach, you have a segment, huh? Yeah, I do have a segment. So, Marshall, you and I recently, we spent a night and we watched uh, uh, the uh, Weird Al documentary. Or, sorry, uh, 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 biopic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it was great. We, we had Phenomenal. a great time. Hilarious. Learned a lot about Weird Al. Learned so much. You know, I, I didn't realize he died in the 80s. But, I, uh, <laughs> I miss him so much. Uh, yeah, me too. But uh, I was thinking, man, other people in the music industry or just uh, celebrity culture need more document uh, like uh, biopics like this, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, so I came up with a few and uh, I've been working on my like uh, uh, trailer announcer guy voice. They don't really do that anymore. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, it was big in the 2000s, but yeah. now it's kind of uh, 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 died down. So I'm going to bring well, it back a little bit. Inception is what kind of took that away, I think. Right. Because now every single trailer, instead of in a world, it's just. Bam. Yeah. <laughs> just, a, just a thought. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Inception ruined a lot of things. Um, uh, so this, uh, this first one. Um, the year is 2006. Bird flu. Pluto downgraded from a planet. Borat impressions run wild. <laughs> one man takes the world by storm with one song. Coming this Christmas, James Corden is... The Numa Numa guy. <laughs> Mario. But it's it, it's that, but it's just like super slowed down, you know? It's <laughs> like but like the OG video of the guy doing it. So yeah. it's like it's like him pumping his arms in the air just super slowly with this yeah. voice over his head. <laughs> and then it just cuts to black and like big bold text. The Numa Numa guy. The Numa Numa guy. <laughs> oh, what's it rated? Uh, uh, rated PG thirteen. Because <laughs> you know James Corden's gonna need like one fuck in there. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I don't do a movie if I can't say bollocks. You know, you know how he talks. I've heard him. I've heard him say that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know how he talks. You know, he stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, all the time. Uh, all right, I got another one. Um, in a society torn by racial conflict, one PhD student from Minnesota uses the power of music to rain down equality. <laughs> Winner of the Palm d'Or at Cannes. Chocolate Rain. Starring Riz Ahmed as Tay Sunday. <laughs> Some stay dry while others feel the pain. <laughs> I just think Tay Zunday needs another shot, you know? I think, yeah, I think uh, I would love to see a Tay Zunday resur- uh, resurgence, honestly. Yeah, uh, and I think Riz Ahmed would kill it. Uh, uh, he's like a phenomenal actor. Not, and, not, not. Yeah, and he knows how to uh, move away from the microphone to breathe. <laughs> I think he's that level of professional. You know. But like he's an actor, so it's a boom mic. <laughs> <laughs> We're going from realism. No one breathes <laughs> in movies. Um, all right, I got one more for you, Marshall. Um, um, in the late 1980s, one artist was a voice of a generation. The neon lights of the 80s dimmed into the dark grunge of the 90s. We all thought he was gone. But he promised 
to never give us up, to never let us down. Critics call it surprising and not what they thought it was when they clicked on it. Lucas Hedges gives the performance of a lifetime as Rick Astley in Rick Rolled. Um, God damn it. Zach, several times before the show, I apologized to you. Yes, you did. I revoke those apologies. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> After throwing Rick Astley into the mix, apologies revoked. Um, <laughs> yeah, didn't see that one coming, did you? Hey, uh, everyone at home, real quick, just uh, uh, let's, give, let's give Zach Webb a little hand for how good of a movie guy presenter voice he does. All right, on three... One, two, three. All right. Thank you very much. Oh, thank that you was, guys. Uh, oh, that was so sweet of you guys. Oh, <laughs> you guys are the best. Aren't they, we have the best. We have the best listeners. You know, I just I couldn't have done it without you. You know, you specifically. You, you know who you are. You know who you are, listener. <laughs> uh, yeah. So yeah, that was. Oh, I forgot to name the uh, the the segment. That was called Bio Sick. <laughs> Instead of biopic. No, yeah, you forgot to name it because you did such a good, like, just such a good rock and roll intro right, yeah, the, right just, in front of it. Yeah, you know? I just wanted to get into it, like a like a one night stand. Like, what's in a name? You know? Well, y'all should have seen him earlier when we got home from work. He was doing some last little touch up bits on like his notes, and uh, he he had his notes in a trough, and he yeah. had a pin in his mouth on all fours taking the notes into the trough because mm. uh, that's just how excited he was to do this bit. Um, yeah, just being a little piggy. Yeah, um, like a pig and shit. <laughs> Oh man! Well, thank you for that. Yeah, yeah that was of good. course. Yeah, you ready to uh, jump right into these yeah, yeah. Bob Ross songs? Um. Oh, uh, real quick, actually, before we dive in, there was something I wanted to mention. Yes. Um. I I was reading some. Uh, you know. So so we we recently started promoting the show. Mm. Uh, just getting getting our name out there, and and we've gotten some followers. We've gotten some people on our social medias. We've yeah. gotten some good response. Um. But I think we might have gotten our big break. Oh. Yeah, I was uh, I was reading a uh, an NPR piece this morning um, mm-hmm. about Guantanamo Bay. Oh, and it turns out that they are actually streaming our podcast twenty four hours a day into various different <laughs> cells. <laughs> and I think that this might be the publicity that we needed to really take off, Zach. Um, I just feel so bad because I know all of them are screaming, play the songs. <laughs> you just don't get how hard copyright is, okay? Okay, Abdul? <laughs> so yeah, I think, uh, I, think, I think we might break out here pretty quick. Um, you know... Whenever those guys get out, yeah, yeah, no, they're I'm I'm sure they're they're like gonna get out and they'll have you know social media and human rights and uh, other things uh, and societies will be you know will just be like oopsies our bad here you go um, you know because that's that's how we work uh, here anyways let's bring it to the lightest note humanly possible Bob Ross Bob. Ross, Bob Ross. Now, I, I, this, uh, I had a lot of fun making this uh, uh, playlist. I got to listen to uh, a few artists that I did know and I did like, and then also scrap a lot of that, and then find a bunch of uh, songs that like really fit the vibe. Yeah, I kind of did the same thing. Um, and I, it's funny because like we've discussed a little bit. We never talk about like what specific songs we've chosen, but we do like sometimes be like. 
we want to make sure we're not stepping on each other's toes, so we kind of like hinted stuff. Right. And and just from like our little bit of discussion about this beforehand, I think it's interesting because I feel like we're gonna have pretty different vibes on our playlist. Yeah. This time. Yeah, and that's um, always nice. Well, one thing I like is throughout the entire week when we're writing an episode and like making a playlist, we have to play the game Guess Who. <laughs> You know, yeah. Where it's like, yeah. You, you're like, oh, do you have any of this artist? Okay, do you have any goblin cock? Do you have any? You know, like, I think, uh, yeah, yeah. I think, uh, I think this time it was uh, goblin cock or Tom Waits. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I was like, no, I actually didn't have any Tom Waits on this one. Oh no, <laughs> no Tom Waits. Yeah. And then, and then what's fun is like, as the person who says like, no, I don't have any of that, your uh, mind just immediately goes to what song did they pick by that person? And you go and you look through, you look through uh, mm -hmm. a couple of albums and you're like, well, it could be this one or this one or this one. Yeah. Um, or the other alternative is I only know one song by this band, but I wonder <laughs> what song they're picking. Cause that one song I know, not a good fit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, Marshall, would you like to lead us off? Um, I know Bob Ross is like an incredibly calming presence, but the things that he paints in my opinion are like heavy as fuck. Really? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I mean, I mean, they're happy little trees, but they're like on a giant stone mountain on like yeah. a rock face and like any of those mountains could have a wizard on the top with lightning crashing behind him yeah um well because like i feel like a lot of his perspective and his paintings are all usually from like the ground level exactly things, yeah, you know? yeah you're 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 sitting at a flat kind of plane looking up at the scenery yeah and that can um, be intimidating yeah well and it's not it's not even that i think it's all specifically intimidating but he does a lot of mountain scenes specifically definitely and and for whatever reason i find mountains to just be super heavy yeah um i did not put any super heavy songs on this playlist but it's just like it's just like uh, it's basically what i was trying to say is that rather than leaning into like bob ross's like calming kind mannerisms mm -hmm. um i decided to kind of embrace the tones exuded by the paintings themselves which is kind of the point of this playlist but yeah. also like uh just getting you into my head a little bit you yeah. know um and like when you're on a country road with mountains out on the horizon, uh, what slaps harder than Crossroads by Cream? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nah, it does. <laughs> um, you're like out on the dusty road, and there's just this big fat bluesy riff behind you, mm -hmm. um, and like, <sighs> you know, you're at the crossroads. Maybe the devil's there. Maybe you gotta smack the devil out of it. <laughs> Bob Ross says just that. Just beat the devil right just out of it. Beat the devil right on out of it. Right out of it. Um, but like honestly, being at the crossroad in in the plains, just uh, just 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 uh, east of the Rockies, mm -hmm. uh, uh, you know, with the mountains looming behind you, like what's more American than that, right? Yeah. Um, and so that's kind of how I envision Crossroads by Cream to mm -hmm. be, you know, as a painting. Yeah. It's kind of like like looking uh, maybe on like a, a dusty road or maybe like a, a less used, like not like a highway, but like a less used road. Mm -hmm. And you're kind of looking up at this big mountainscape from the plains. Yeah. Um, and, and it's just like, you know, picturesque, but like not, 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 not chill. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Cream, obviously, an amazing band. Yeah, I mean, it's like, it's like the first, like, super group, right? Yeah, like, they yeah. were only around for two years, and yet they were one of the most influential rock bands of, like, the late 60s. Yeah, I think um, uh, there was, like, a record producer who said, I've had parties last longer than Cream. <laughs> 
which I think is a great sentiment because they only did like two years and yeah. then they were just like done. Uh, which I mean, uh, I've watched like uh, some interviews and documentaries like uh, Beware of uh, Mr. Baker, uh-huh. which is about Ginger Baker, who is the drummer for uh, Cream. And yeah. he's been a drummer in a lot of different bands and other stuff like that. But how fucking buck wild he is. Mm-hmm. Uh, him and the bass player of Cream. I think his name is Jack Bruce. That sounds uh, right. Yeah, and so he, they hated each other. <laughs> like uh, they were just like at each other's throats. And then like uh, um, Eric Clapton's like, "Hey, we're done." Like quits the band, and so like he leaves to start a band with Steve Winwood called Traffic. Right, mm-hmm. and then apparently like Ginger Baker just found out about it and just showed up. <laughs> It was just like, yeah, we playing? We doing? Yeah, wh- what's up? You know? And it was just like, it's one of those situations where he was like, so like, just like, like freak nasty and intimidating that they were like very like, oh, like, uh, I do not want to be around this guy. So any band he's in just immediately fucking breaks up. <laughs> well, I want to say the only logical thing that Eric Clapton has ever done in his whole life is uh, leave cream at that point. So Yeah, yeah that's true. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, hell yeah, I love uh, Crossroads. Hell of a guitar player, though. Oh yeah, amazing. Yeah, um, um, horrible politics. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but hell yeah. Um, so so for my first song that I uh, I picked out, I I went with like one where I I started thinking I was like, oh, one thing I love about Bob Ross is he always puts the names of the colors on the screen like right when he starts up. And they always have fun names like Thalo Blue mm. and like, uh, uh, but Van Dyke Brown shows up a, in yeah, a lot, lot of them. Yeah. Yeah. And so I found a song called Van Dyke Brown. Nice. By this um, uh, band called uh, River Wireless. And uh, they're like a folk rock group based mm-hmm. out of Asheville, North Carolina. And uh, what I what I like about it is it's very upbeat and the rhythm starts off with like this like bottles and like 10 sounds to it. Like oh, the nice. rhythm section, like they have like, you know, like a backbeat and other stuff like that. But, but it's like clinky alt percussion. Right. And yeah. it gives it this like very rustic country vibe to like the song. And what I like about the song is it kind of reminds me about like being on a road trip and uh, during like scenic locations and stuff like that, where you just kind of like look out the window and you're like, holy shit, that looks dope. Not you know. Not. Uh, or, or when you get to your campsite and you're like setting up your camp and you're just kind of looking out, you're just like, absorbing oh. it, just soaking it all yeah, in. Yeah, like yeah. It, it, there's just that like sort of like energy to it of like, oh wow, I haven't seen this before and I'm just gonna enjoy this moment, which I feel like is at the heart of a lot of uh, Bob Ross's paintings. Yeah, they're uh, moments of nature and time, you know, <laughs> where that are encapsulated in this art. Um, but yeah, like for me, it's like with this idea in mind, I just feel like it's like kind of looks like a, um, uh, one of those landscapes where he has like a river running through it and you see mm-hmm. the mountains and these big trees and like everything is like super bright and like, you know, there's not like a whole lot of like, uh, contrast or shadow or anything yeah, like yeah. that. It's just like super vibrant and just so full of life. Maybe um, like a like a springtime or a fall. Yeah, something with like a little more just of that natural just color pop to it. It's like uh, the, I love. Oh, sorry. Oh, uh, yeah. I just I love the 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 your song that's named after like a color of brown is so evocative of these like colorful vibes and emotions. Yeah. Uh, It's like, it's like, uh, I love that. Yeah. And, and like, um, and even the lyrics itself aren't like super bright and happy, but like, it's just more of like a, a say la vie. That's life. You know, Mm -hmm. it's like, yeah, life might suck right now, but look at that view. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, but yeah, you should travel. Your job sucks. Yeah, you know, it's like you know, just just take that step back to look at the big picture of it all, you know. And I and I feel like that's always like one thing that sticks in my mind about like Bob Ross's energy, you know. And so I was just like, oh, this song is named Van Dyke Brown, a, a color that is very frequent in these uh, Bob Ross tutorials, but also it just evokes the same emotions, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. But yeah, so that's my first song, Van Dyke Brown by River Wireless. Uh, hell yeah, dude. So my second song um, is also a 1960s rock song. <laughs> yes. Nice, nice. Um, and I, I think there's a certain amount of um, like glimmering nostalgia around that era, not because it was a good era for people um, in this country, <laughs> or, um, but because I think there was just a lot going on and a lot of creative energy being spent, and so a lot of really good music got uh, output during then. Um, and so my second song is Blood, uh, Bad Moon Rising by Cream's Clearwater Revival. Oh, hell yeah. <clears throat> yeah, right? Yeah, I love Good that shit, song. Right? Yeah. Good shit. Yeah. Um, and, and it's funny because... CCR does such a good job. There's something about their sound and their tone where they have several songs that when you hear them, they just put you in a place. Mm. Uh, you know what I mean? You hear Fortunate Son and you see helicopters flying over Vietnam. Right. You know, and to me, it's like I hear Bad Moon Rising and I see like that step uh, when you like it's like when you wake up and unzip your tent and you're in the Rockies and you're just in a valley surrounded by mountains and it just mm-hmm. feels like it feels like going west. Yeah. You know, it feels like traveling west, uh, yeah. and, like being on the frontier and just like, I don't know, man. Yeah, I feel, evokes... like, I feel like it's also the opening guitar riff. Of oh, it. it's just, so twangy, it just, bro. Yeah, it's it just so, kicks oh, it off. Man. You know, yeah. like it just it's the perfect thing to just be like. Yeah, oh, it's so good. It's so good. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. I'm about to have a kick ass day in the woods. Um, I wrote, uh, it evokes a more salt-of-the-earth Americana vibe, because I wanted to write a douchey sentence. Um, <laughs> um, but it really it really does resonate to me with that, like, like idea of just going west and just, like, seeing, you know, just seeing, like, the wide-open country and just, like, right. like getting out there. Um, There's a bad moon on the rise. <laughs> you know, it's just like, oh! Yeah. <laughs> You nailed it. Uh, CCR's yeah. great, dude. Oh, yeah. I love CCR. Um, I mean, uh, you know, Down on the Corner, uh, you know, uh, mm-hmm. Suzy Q. Like, yep. you know, there, there are plenty of amazing. And like, like also, there is just something about John Fogarty's voice. that yeah. just like yeah. it, it definitely encapsulates like a certain time. Like, I always feel like their music shows up in, in movies where it's like, it's the 1970s. CCR plays. You know? Right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Know, like constantly. Um, well, but, they were also um, I didn't realize it until I was doing some research on them. Uh, yesterday that uh, they were also a very short-lived band. Not quite as short as Cream. Cream was two years, but I think CCR was only around for like four years. Or something yeah, like no, that. it was yeah. uh, it, it was like a short time frame. And then John Fogarty kept, you know, just like making music yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. Like he's still he's still around and like tours today. I think like with his kids is like his backup band. <laughs> like, uh, but yeah, no, I, I I think like I think they did a couple of albums and then they just like were like, and hey, we're done with all this shit. Yeah, man, it's just like when I hear that twangy, bluesy guitar. Yeah, um, it just makes me want to like eat dirt and buy a Ford. You know what I mean? <laughs> Hashtag twang. Hashtag twang. <laughs> so that's my second song, Bad nice. Moon Rising, CCR. So my next song uh, that I have on my playlist is called Cabin Days by The Sweet Enoughs. The Sweet Enoughs. Yeah, and so it is kind of like an easy listening lo-fi acoustic like song, right? <laughs> Sorry, it's just 
The Sweet Enoughs, they're just like the Twizzlers of lo-fi bands. Yeah. <laughs> well, so... Or uh, Sweet Enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, uh, so the album came out in 2020, and it's actually made by uh, Paul Bender, who is the bassist for uh, Hiatus Coyote. Oh, I love Hiatus Coyote. Yeah, and so he actually apparently like was like working on this project with a few of the other members of the band as just like this like easy listening album. Uh, mm-hmm. And so, like, I found it because I was just looking specifically. I was looking for a song like uh, that invokes like a cabin. Uh, because, like, one thing I always love in Bob Ross paintings is when he he'll, decides to put a cabin. Somewhere. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, because like, oh, like we'll just put a little cabin over here. Yeah, like nature is beautiful, but like the aspect of beauty is something that can only be observed. And, you know, and so like uh, I always love when he takes his little palette knife and he just gets in that Van Dyke brown and he's like, we're just going to put a cabin right here, you know, and it's like, oh, it's it's it's, you know, obviously it's a 20, you know, five minute program and like he's yeah. not going to uh, paint a whole McMansion right next to this beautiful landscape. But like to me, I just like that and uh, that vibe of like, oh, someone put there's this beautiful spot out in the country and there's someone who lives there. And that and that and that lifestyle isn't something that is, oh, well, I'm going to buy a big house and I'm going to have a bunch of you know stuff. It's like, no, 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 no. The, the house isn't what matters. The cabin doesn't matter. It's the view. You know, mm-hmm. it's I, I don't I don't build this giant home like next to like this beautiful landscape because I just want to enjoy the landscape. You well, know, it's it's funny because I think you're touching on something that's like really deep in um, our culture. Sure. Um, Because you have kind of the two sides of the coin and you hear people talk about both of them. Um, It's like everyone's like hustle, grind, make money, get that big house. Mm -hmm. Um, But then everyone else, like like a third of the people I talk to are also just like, yeah, but like I would love to just like live in a van and go travel and just like see the national parks, which for me has always been like a type of goal where it's like just just taking like like several months or years and just 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 traveling and seeing the nature mm-hmm. um um it's like that idea embodies or that's like the idea that embodies like the american dream but like the old american dream mm-hmm. you know which i think is still deeply ingrained in a lot of people it's the idea of the american dream but you see it more as like the idea of like you're standing back and looking at like the big picture and saying like like that's what the American dream was to the frontiersmen, you know, right. the people who were, who, which is like. Yeah, well, <laughs> I feel like a lot of that dream now is not necessarily like, it, it, it's more of like, I want to step out of the rat race and right. just live my life. Oh my God. You know, cause it's like Please. so many people are like, oh yeah, I want to, I want a big home and I want all uh, like, I want all these material possessions, but like, unless you keep a specific lifestyle of working, you're not going to be able to keep those things <laughs> unless you're working and working and working and working because all that shit is expensive. Yep. I feel like a lot of people of our generation nowadays are like, I would just like a place that's very small where I am not bothered. Where I can exist. Exactly. Because existing is really hard these days. It really is. You know, <laughs> and, and I, I just loved, I always loved when he just put a little cabin there. Yeah. You know, because it's like, like in my mind, I always envision, oh no, that person is so happy to be there. And real quick, let me just say that just because uh, I, I do have kind of a charmed view of the old American dream, that doesn't mean that I don't see all of the problematic past uh, <laughs> that accompanied that. Uh, just want to just tag that in there real yeah, quick. Yeah, um, that's just a good because, tag. Just because it's something that like is kind of yearned for societally, uh, that doesn't mean that like what happened was cool. <laughs> Not at all. 
Um, but no, I love that, dude. That's awesome. Yeah. So, uh, uh, but the 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 Cabin Days the song itself is just this beautiful like guitar melody that has nothing else in it, and so it kind of like. Uh, the only other aspect to the song are, is just the background noise of like birds chirping. But like, I like that aspect of it being called Cabin Days, where it's not that many instrumentals. Like, mm-hmm. it is just a guitar with some effects on it and some birds in the background, kind of reinforcing the uh, isolation, you know, and like surrounding by nature. You, you said this is kind of like acoustic lo fi? Yeah, yeah. I would so say that's... easy listening, but like this song specifically, because they have a, a couple of other tracks that are just like more like easy listening like a lot of percussion or like a lot of like synth sounds and other stuff like that but what you described with those bird sounds is something that you do hear not with bird sounds necessarily explicitly but just with other things that i really love in lo-fi music uh the pitter patter of rainfall yeah um um the sound of like trees swaying in the wind yeah all of that stuff is stuff that is not like super uncommonly used in like lo-fi music um, and I love that aspect of it. It, it makes it very calming. It right. is very grounding. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that rules. <laughs> yeah. So that's uh, Cabin Days by the Sweden Fs. I recommend that song. <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, so my next song is uh, Hellhound on My Trail by Robert Johnson. <laughs> Hellhound on My Trail. Yeah, you said it better than me. That's yeah. more accurate to how he sounds. Uh, Robert Johnson, for those of you who don't know, is just like one of those real blues icons. Um, he just did a lot of like the kind of blues where it's just someone just like wailing, you know, just howling. And they've just got an acoustic guitar that's out of tune, like vaguely. Mm-hmm. Um, and you hear, you know, he, he plinks some chords and just wails. And then he'll he'll do a little run up the strings. And yeah, exactly. It's just, it's just very visceral and just like blues to its core. When I think about like the landscapes in the South... I think about like old blues music, you know right. what I mean? Um, and, and, and so I was thinking of the idea of like a landscape, um, maybe more of like a big lake or a big river, like a forest scene behind it kind of unwrapping. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and maybe, you know, it's down by, it's, 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 it's up the Mississippi. It's not at the Delta. Maybe it's where the Mississippi <laughs> runs kind of up into Appalachia, maybe, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Um, and it's just a guy sitting, sitting down by the water. Just singing the blues. <laughs> Waiting for it to just roll on by. You know, maybe maybe up in the maybe you see a little bit of a glow in the clouds up above at the top. Oh, like the, the sun. Is? Oh, what is it? The glow? Those are the lights of Beale Street down in Memphis, baby. <laughs> <laughs> so far, but yet so close. So close, because you know, you're never that far from the blues. <laughs> <laughs> I want you to know, Zach, that's not what I was apologizing for <laughs> despite how it played out. <laughs> no, I knew it was Guantanamo after you. Oh, no, it wasn't Guantanamo. Oh. I'm proud of that bit. I'm not apologizing for that one. Oh, then I am still intrigued, and you should be too, listener. Let's see what Marshall has been feeling so bad about all day today that he kept just hitting me up saying, hey, I'm sorry. And I'm just like, I don't know what you did or are planning to do. I don't feel bad anymore. What's your third song, Zach? Our fourth song? Yeah. No, third. Third. Yeah. My uh, my third song is a song called uh, Snowstalgia. Okay. By uh, Invention underscore. 
Uh, just want to make sure because their name is Invention with an underscore. Okay, so I'm like, cool. If you're looking oh, them yeah. up, it makes sense when I'm I looking at it. I was waiting for the second word after the underscore, but then you moved right along. Nope, <laughs> nope. Just wanted to just make sure I got this person's name right because, uh, or maybe I completely missed it. I Who think knows? you butched it. Yeah, yeah I think I honestly, did. you said underscore. I don't think they ever say underscore at the end. Yeah, yeah, but I just wanted the people to know, even though we already given them the playlist with the song on it, you know, if they want to look it up now. You know, they can't wait, Marshall. Uh, but it's the lo-fi hip-hop song. And uh, uh, this song, so Snowstalgia, uh, obviously, like, winter, right? Mm-hmm. And the way this song starts, which I kind of really like, is there's some sound effects of a person zipping up a jacket and, like, walking outside. And the opening of the song is this very somber, like, strings, you know, mm-hmm. and I feel like that kind of like represents winter in a way. Uh, winter, yeah. unfortunately, means death and death is a part of life before there is, you know, uh, all the flowers and everything dies, you know, and then we just have this beautiful landscape of just white snow. You Absolutely. Know? Uh, and so that is just a part of life. And it, even though it still can seem gloomy because all these things are dead, it still aesthetically <laughs> looks beautiful. Right? Even though it can seem gloomy, because all these gloomy. things are dead. Yeah, it can seem gloomy. <laughs> you know, uh, you can it can really bum you out. You know, yeah. seasonal depression. It's a thing. Uh, Wait, people deal with this seasonally? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Marshall. Some people only. Uh, you know, some people aren't pros like us. Where we don't take an off season, you know, like some people enjoy summer and other stuff like that. No, we we just keep the the lows going. <laughs> All did year round, you, baby. Did I tell you that uh, one of my friends listened to this podcast? Shout out to you. You know who you are. <laughs> um, and she told me she really liked it because I sounded so happy. Yay. <laughs> Yay. It's good. Yeah, that's good. Well, yeah, we're, we're doing all right. Anyway, so the song. <laughs> the song, Marshall, like one thing. So it starts off with these like somber notes yeah. uh, with like uh, like strings and it sounds really sad until there's this like little like one little chime. And then the the beat comes in, and then it like has like these piano flourishes that just mm-hmm. kind of make it seem more whimsical and more just like, oh yeah, no, you're you're observing nature as it is, even though it goes through the cycle, it's still yeah. beautiful, you know. When I loved your use of the word flourish there, because it did a really apt job of I think describing how I'm imagining it. So I hope I'm right. Yeah. Um, but just like the idea of it's just like sprinkled in there. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like the appropriate moment when you said uh, flourishes and then whimsical. I just immediately yeah. thought of like uh, when you're standing in the woods and it's super quiet. When you're standing in the woods and it's super quiet, particularly like uh, in the winter. Yeah. Um, and then you just like a bird rustles and flies to another tree. Mm-hmm. A squirrel scampers. You know, yeah. it's like it's like those little sporadic sounds that just like make the soundscape of nature. Yeah, exactly. Because it's something that seems so dead and all of a sudden there's just a flicker of life. Exactly. Yeah. No, no, no. And, uh, and, and so, like, for me, I just kind of imagined this, like, what this painting would look like. Um, uh, is just like someone walking through like like it's very much like a mountain uh, snow like landscape uh, uh, painting because I always love when he does the palette knife and does the mountains yeah and then does the little bit of snow on the mountains yeah and then on the the shadow side does a little bit of snow there but it's just not as vibrant you know it's not as white like it's just oh this is how the light's hitting the mountain and I just imagine that there's like sort of like a little. Like at the base of this mountain, there's just like a little town and there's <laughs> life there. 
and there's smoke coming up from chimneys or other stuff like that, yeah, you yeah. know, yet it is cold and dead. There's still <laughs> warmness to it, you know, like there, like you're saying, there's still that flicker of life. But one thing I, I like about this song specifically, I, I love lo-fi beats. Uh, there are a lot of lo-fi beats that are just like one sample over and over and over again. And I love those. Like, those are really great. Yeah. I feel like for me, the harder ones are the ones where they add so much instrumentation and like other mm-hmm. stuff like that. This does that. It keeps adding instruments and other stuff, but it builds onto itself. You know, like a Bob Ross painting where it's just like, oh, we oh. add a little bit here and then, oh, OK, here here the the sense come in and then the sense kind of bring a warm like sense to it all, you know, and like, you know, and then it just kind of like elevates and escalates everything to to where it's like the perfect version of what it's supposed to be, mm-hmm. you know, and I just love that. And, and like, I feel like this song kind of a cap- encapsulates that it's a wintry jam, you know, it's <laughs> just uh, it's it's nice. Hell yeah. Yeah. I can't wait to listen to it, dude. Yeah. So my next song, um, this was actually the only song that made me think of kind of a specific Bob Ross painting, like right when the song came on. Mm-hmm. Um, and this song, this song, funny enough, is called Constant Fear by Boren and Der Club of Gore. <laughs> um, they're a German, they're a German band. Ah. Um, and they make um, uh, instrumental doom ridden jazz music. <laughs> I, I want I want to pause for a second and just have you repeat that name of that genre again, Marshall. Uh, instrumental doom ridden jazz music. Doom ridden. Uh, uh, jazz, jazz music, music that is full of doom and despair. Beautiful. <laughs> Love it. Tell me instrumental about it. doom ridden jazz music. Oh, I'm I'm so ready. Um, and so uh 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 their their name Boren and Der Club of Gore. Mm-hmm. Um, so Gore is a, uh, a a Dutch band that inspired them a lot, so that's why they're the Club of Gore. Oh, okay. um, yeah. Uh, but they were originally just called Boren, um, yeah. which is German for drilling. <laughs> <laughs> also, just you know, uh, it sounds like Boren sounds like the the Russian bad guys from Rocky <laughs> and Bullwinkle, like Boren. Boren. Yeah. So um, Boren means drilling. Nice. All yeah, right. so Boren means drilling, and then uh, uh, after a while, they decided, uh, I guess, that Gore was a big enough influence on them that they're like, we're drilling, um, and we're the Gore fan club, or the club <laughs> of Gore, um, <laughs> um, which is funny, because like, when I saw that they were called Instrumental Doomered in Jazz, that's what they called their music, um, mm-hmm. I, I thought I thought for sure Gore was just Gore, you yeah. know? Yeah. Um, this one, like I said, it made me think of a specific Bob Ross painting in particular that that just really stuck with me when I watched it. And I think I saw that episode here for the first time um, oh, really? a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Um, and it's a, a landscape of a desert in the southwest um, with like a big sunset behind it. Yeah. Um, but he starts with a canvas that is just completely like a black void. Yeah. The whole canvas is completely black. And then he starts kind of just like adding different elements to it. And slowly it adds some light to the picture. And then eventually he just kind of ends up with this beautiful like desert landscape scene with mm-hmm. a mountain in the background, rolling hills and a little walking trail to walk on. Nice. Um, and, and that's something that I think is is consistent in a lot of jazz music, um, kind of like what you were just saying with like the builds. Right. Where it's a lot of like stacking stuff on top of each other. And it's yeah. a lot of like listening to what's going on and like and like and like moving with it. Yeah. I feel um, like my favorite like jazz um, uh, songs usually 
are constantly building and then there's a point where they constantly take away. Yep. So so you always like build on like, okay, this part's new, this part's new, this part's new. Okay, we've been doing this part for a while. Take it out, take it out, take it out. And then when they bring it all back in, the original like building of it, you know, that's mm-hmm. when I'm like, oh my God, like this song fucking rules. Right. Like, I know we mentioned, I'm, I know I mentioned it on the um, the superheroes episode, but Watermelon Man oh, is a lot like that. Oh man, that you one know? was, that, that song rips. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it's constantly building building, 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 jumps into something new. And then whenever the original beat comes back, you just get this sense of like relief and just like a, like a breath of fresh air. You're just like, Oh yeah, this song fucking rules. You yeah, know? Right. Like, and, and the fun thing about this too. Um, and one of the reasons I really like, I, I, I followed this band cause I was just really interested in their sound after hearing this song. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's, it's something about just like the void of the black canvas and like starting there and building from it and having just like this very just like mild slow jazz in the back sure um and and as with all jazz you know they just throw in a they throw in a little tidbit here and a little bit there um and and it still maintains it's like slow mildness it's almost um um a lot of parts of it are kind of repetitious mm-hmm. um but then it's just i don't know it's super indicative of just like the darkness and and then this huge scene and it's just like melancholy i don't know man it just fucking works dude i'm um, i am so excited to listen <laughs> to this i know at one point you were telling me about like a halloween jazz playlist that's the one i found this one yeah, on. it's yeah. not a halloween one oh um, it's yeah, year around spooky spooky yeah, yeah it's like, it's yeah, like yeah. spooky jazz or something like yeah, that which i was listening fun. to that at work the other yeah. day and this one was on there um <laughs> <laughs> hell yeah um but yeah so that's a uh, constant fear by boren and der club of gore <laughs> <laughs> great name <laughs> love the name Love that. All right, uh, my uh, my next one that I got, Marshall. Do you think the banjo is a pretty instrument? I love the banjo. Yeah, but like when you think of like pretty sounding mm. things, is banjo up there? It's like I want to say yes, but no. Well, it is now, Marshall. Because uh, okay, see, and yeah. this proves my this this proves yeah. the point of my thought process. Yeah. So yes, right. prove me right, Zach. You, you haven't heard the the right man play the banjo beautifully, right? Uh, there is a, a song that I found, like, I want to say this was like three or four weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is a song called Waveland by uh, Noam uh, Pekilny. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I butchered that name, but whatever. I'm sure I he's a nice you, guy. you, you did. Yeah, uh, but it's an instrumental song. Uh, this guy, he played with another folk band that I really like called the Punch Brothers. Okay. I've never heard of them. Uh, yeah, they they have some like really good songs. Um, uh, God, the mandolin player, I think his name is Chris Thill or something mm-hmm. like that. Uh, he's prominent in a lot of folk music. Uh, he jumps from like band to band and like starts his own band and like other stuff like that. Uh, and he's he's great. But uh, this guy played banjo for the Punch Brothers, which is one of his projects. And uh, uh, this song is. It's called Waveland, and like I feel like it really encapsulates just like sort of like the waves of emotions that people mm-hmm. feel, you know. Uh, like you just kind of let them wash over you. It, it's a song that just I feel like can just be interpreted any way. Where it's like, wow, this is a beautiful song. No, no, it makes no. me feel so happy. Or wow, this is a beautiful song. It just makes me think about my life and just think sad, you know, things about it. But like, it is one to two banjos. I cannot, I, you know, <laughs> I cannot figure out whether it's like. And hit- people who play the banjo are usually able to play it so intricately that it's possible, right? right? Like- yeah, no, it's it's one of those things where it's such a complex, like just melody 
somebody uh, like on one banjo that I'm like, man, there's got to be two and like, or maybe he's he played one of the riffs and then is playing like the back behind it. Mm-hmm. But it just it is just such a beautiful song, and uh, I think like just like the way Bob Ross always paints water just makes <laughs> me go like, wow. You know, and it's especially like whenever he's doing like um, like sort of like a riverbed where he does the uh, reflections of the things above it. And then he takes uh, um, a dry brush and then just wipes it and then it becomes mm-hmm. like, like like, yeah, it just makes it that hazy water look, you know. Uh, uh, but yeah, no, I just I like for me, the song just like really speaks to just like the beauty of nature and also life, you know, mm-hmm. like waves themselves constantly crash on the rocks you know, decaying the rocks, creating sand, like, you know, just like, it's not a bad thing. It's just, it is what it is. Mm -hmm. I just, I I don't know. It's, it's one of these songs where I just feel like you can just listen to it and stand in awe of the beauty of life. Like, I know that sounds like super no, 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 no. I, I, I think I, I might know the song you're talking. You said, yeah. so it's a banjo front, right? Yeah. 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 Um, and so I think, um, I think I, it's the one where, uh, audibly like the vocals are kind of like, well, he number. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you just stand in the awe. In the awe, of and he's like, "Take your partner around, around." <laughs> he number, Yeah, and you're just like, "I will take my partner around and around this plane of existence, <laughs> and also this barn, and also this barn." <laughs> Cause we having a hoot nanny. Uh, but yeah, no, I just, I, I think it's just like something where you can just stand in the, uh, like the complexity and the simplicity of life, the, the good and bad and knowing that they cannot exist without the other. And all of it's played on a fucking banjo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? there, is there any like percussion or anything Nothing. else? It's just banjo. It's just banjo. Oh, I can't wait to hear it. I really do like the banjos. In yeah. Band. But I, think I just, really to cool me, like, you know, and that's why it's I very asked. Clinky. It's yeah. very clinky. It's yeah, not, but, it's not very like, like, um, um, it's not. Yeah, it's not very refined. Yeah, you know, it's very. Yeah. It's it's a it's a working class instrument. If that makes any sense, you know. <laughs> like I I definitely think like they, you know it's it's weird to be like ah he's the critically well, like acclaimed the grand the grand piano is like the the, the shareholder of instruments. It did <laughs> it did nothing to earn its place in society other than already have money. Uh, but the banjo the banjo goes down to the factory every day and punches in and punches out. Yeah. Right? Like yeah. And it's just anyways it's it's a beautiful song. I love it so much. It made me rethink banjos <laughs> just as a lifestyle you know oh man love that yeah love that. what's uh, it called again one more it, time it's called waveland, waveland? uh yeah by um noam uh by kinley no by cool <laughs> by you know what by kelney you can find it on his playlist yeah. in the description of this video. Yeah, and then tweet at him and tell tell him how much of a prick I am for saying his name wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he's a lovely man. He makes great music. Uh, but Marshall, what is your final song? So my last song um, is one that uh, uh, you're probably familiar with. It's uh, On Melancholy Hill by the Gorillas. Love that song. Me too. And And... This was the first song I put on my playlist, and it made it through the gauntlet, the cutthroat gauntlet that was this this week's episode. Yeah. Um, and and I think the reason about it is that this song is just vibes. Yeah. And Bob Ross is just vibes. Vibes you know all what the I way mean? down. Um, it's like the first, I, I, I distinctly remember the first time I heard this song, because I've always been a big Gorillaz fan. Sure. Um, um, but I remember when Plastic Beach came out, and, and I like 
heard this song and and like put it on repeat and laid down in my bed for an hour and just like daydreamed with this song playing. Um, and I did that because uh, I was a lame, sad boy jabroni <laughs> and nothing has changed. Um. <laughs> no, no, Marshall. I wouldn't say you're a jabroni. <laughs> lame to few, sad to many. <laughs> but jabroni... Jabroni, no. I will not have it. No, you walk it like you talk it. <laughs> um, but uh, but I imagine this landscape very much as like a beach, but like a beach in Maine. Yeah, uh, where it's like kind of a rocky beach with you know some stone bluffs in the back. Yeah, um, something Stephen King would describe in a novel. Yeah, yeah, something Stephen King would describe in every novel he's written because <laughs> they're all in Maine. <laughs> That's his main bitch. Um, and it's just like, you know, the, the, the wave would be in mid-crash. Um, mm-hmm. In the background, you have, like, a taller peak. Um, but, like, the front is just kind of, like, the, the, the water lapping up onto this rocky beach with the occasional big wave breaking. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just, I don't know, man. Like I said, it's just vibes. Um, if you haven't heard this song, like, you oughta, because the oh, gorillas yeah. rule. And, the gorillas and, are amazing. And, Zach, I just want to know real quick, uh, what's your favorite gorilla song? Um, just because they're, they're a band with such an eclectic, like, uh, catalog. Man, that's a that's a good question. Uh, I really, I mean, like, uh, I mean, Feel Good Inc. got me into them. You yeah, because it's just like that is such a fucking bop, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's so good. <laughs> yeah, I really love Dare. Yeah, um, but I would have to say my favorite is a is a song they did with uh, Andre Three Thousand called "Do Your Thing." Oh, dude, I know the one you're talking about. Yeah, that's like rips. Like, I mean, first of all, I think Andre Three Thousand is one of the best rappers, uh, uh, <laughs> like alive, uh, and he's so much fun to listen to, dude. He is, and like, I love the the career path he's had and has been on to where he is such a staple of hip hop music that he can just jump into any genre of song and just write a fucking amazing like lyrics to it exactly you know yeah um but like there's one like uh there's one lyric that i love so much where he gets so referential on himself where he says uh uh he don't rap enough but y'all rap a lot and i'm like wrap it up (laughs) and i just like to me like that is just such a like oh no like people give me grief because i do not put out album after album i just show up and collab on whoever i find interesting you know he shows up on a lot of frank ocean stuff which Mm -hmm. i he always kills it when he comes in there but i just love it's it's such a like groovy song but then for him to just come in and just like rip it to shreds with his (laughs) lyrics it's just it's always impressive you know uh but that's probably my favorite gorilla song What's yours? Uh, mine is uh, 19 to 2000 off their self-titled album. Oh, nice. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Did that Seinfeld? <laughs> uh, 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 I don't care if that sounded super inaccurate. We're not cutting it. Yeah, um, no. um, uh, It's off their self-titled album. Um, it's just, it's just, that one is just really fun. Um, oh, yeah. There was a game on like Miniclip, I think, um, or some equivalent website called Gorilla's Big Ride where you just drove a car through a city with really bad uh, physics. <laughs> um, and that song played on repeat. Nice. Um, and I played that game for like four hours in one afternoon before I knew who the gorillas were. Um, and when I found the gorillas uh, self-titled album and I listened to that song, I was like, it exists. Hell yeah. <laughs> Isn't that just the, the biggest relief? Yeah. You know, just like this wasn't just 
<laughs> nothing. I can have this. I can it's hold like, on uh, to this. It's like getting a, bla- uh, a bad splinter out. Um, oh, but yeah, like, sure. I just didn't even know the splinter was there. <laughs> you know <laughs> what I mean? Phantom splinter. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> nice. Uh, but yeah, so On Melancholy Hill uh, by the Gorillas, that's uh, my last landscape. Yeah. I like that. Um, so my final song, uh, what I thought uh, of ending it with, uh, is a song I really love called Pink Moon by Nick Drake. Okay. Uh, so uh, I could have legit made this entire playlist just Nick Drake. Uh, he he's a he was a phenomenal artist. I, say, and, I don't know if I'm familiar. Uh, so Nick Drake is a uh, a folk artist who okay. was over in uh, England. Uh, he did not get a whole lot of popularity until after he died. Ah, uh, yeah. So he was making music, uh, but he was very kind of like a recluse. He didn't do mm-hmm. interviews. He didn't do uh, live performances or anything like that. The only f- photos you can find of him are like when he is super young and like a teenager, like he never took photos of him yeah. when he was like an adult. I think he died at like the age of 26. Uh, he like overdosed on the uh, antidepressants that he had. Oh, right. And, uh, and a, a lot of his music can seem very melancholic, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, he himself, like uh, I've heard him described as the perfect song, like the perfect artist for the transition of seasons. Oh, he has I love so that. many, he has so many great, songs that just kind of invoke like both death and and new life for like something else you know um like uh time of no reply is really great and other stuff like that pink moon i would say is like one of the more happier songs on his like spectrum of music and like i really like it just because uh, like i said it's a transition of seasons that always uh fits in nicely with like a, a bob ross uh, you know yeah. aesthetic sort of thing one thing that made me think of bob ross when i listened to the song is the aspect of a pink moon you know? <laughs> oh yeah like one thing that i love about bob ross and one thing i truly respect about the man is when he was doing his paintings he said this is your world. Have fun with it. Mm-hmm. You know, and like that itself is like he would tell you how to do something. He would show you how he's doing it. But he's like, hey, if you want to add more trees, you can mm-hmm. do that. You can do whatever you want. You know, mm-hmm. and it's 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 refreshing for someone to be like, hey, I am teaching you something and I am letting you know how to do it. But you have the power over this. This is your art. This is your creation. This is your moment in time. You know, and I just I love that aspect. And so for me, I was just like, hell yeah, make a pink moon. (laughs) This is your life, you know, Uh, like uh, and, you know, pink moon, you know, uh, I'm sure uncommon, but not unheard of. Yeah, well, and that's one of the cool things I think in Bob Ross when he talks or when you watch him paint something is Mm -hmm. he does a really cool. I mean, I mean, he shows you the colors that you don't even realize are there. Yeah. Right. Um, um, he'll sit there and and he will apply. He'll sit there and he'll start mixing colors and paints and you kind of see what he has on his palette. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, where is this going to fit? Yeah. Um, in this in this like picture, you know, he'll have something like on a very bright picture. He'll have something very earthy or very dark. And you're just like, where will this fit? And then he puts it on there and you you, you start to realize like in life and in reality it's like you 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 you're able to perceive like all of these different shades now and stuff and so mm-hmm. when you said pink moon uh that's just what that made me think of was yeah. just like when you see the colors that you don't realize fit yeah um, and then they do fit beautifully yeah and i just you know? for me i just envisioned like a painting that is 
mostly a uh, like forest mountainy type area with this giant pink moon just kind of like shining down all of this like <laughs> energy, all this positive energy and stuff. You know, like it's like yeah, this it is beautiful, but like this is the way you interpret the world. This is your art. This is your moment. That rules. Yeah, and so like you know, what a like, good message. Yeah, and that's and that's kind of like when I was writing this out, I wanted to make that song the last song because I was just like that's who Bob Ross is you know like Bob Ross was just this beautiful soul who just inspired people to create but in their own way Mm -hmm. you know like I I think like creating art can just be so intimidating you know it it is you know like regardless if you're making great art or just bad art as long as you have the passion for it and like the care for it you really always want to put your like best version of it out, you Mm -hmm. know? Uh, And to have someone to guide you through that process with love, with peace and kindness in their heart, you know, it's, it is like, and, and not only just having those qualities, but to continue that through encouragement, you know, like I just, I I don't know. Uh, it's, It's just rare to find that in a person. And Bob Ross did it in under 30 minutes every fucking week. Yeah. You know? Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. I just um, like, I, I, I was so guys, happy. I, 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 I know you can put up the tissues. <laughs> I know this is a comedy show. <laughs> Whoopsies. <laughs> I just love the man. I no, want to be like him when I grow and it up. Shows you know? so much. Yeah. It you know, I through. just, you know, like. Um, I, you know, some people that listen to this podcast and they're not having a great day, you can make it a great day, you know? What a perfect note to end this segment on. Yeah. So those are all of those amazing songs. I'm sure Bob Ross would have loved them all. Uh, Because he was a lovely dude. But uh, uh, Marshall, before we end our uh, podcast, I think you have another segment lined up for us to 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 bring back the funny. To bring back the funny. Oh, do I? Yeah. Oh, do I? Um, So, uh, everybody, I just want you to know that this week uh, uh, we are bringing back one of the hit segments from an earlier episode of our show. I am bringing back today. What did he say? Um, In this segment, I have uh, 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 four different uh, famous artists. And they, I am going to provide you with four quotes from each artist. Oh yeah, I was really bad at this one. Only, the first time. only one of the quotes is real. The other three I have written. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, um, because of the last one, I'll put a couple little asterisks here. Um, the artist may have said some of these fake things at some point in their life. I don't know. Um, this is something. The the real quotes <laughs> are yeah. quotes that I was able to find on a website. So yeah. uh, 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 just. <laughs> <laughs> So just, just you know, the notable quotes by this person. Which one of these is a notable quote by this person? Notable enough to be on a website. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I, I guess you could argue that there'd be certain phrases that every person has said. Well, last time... Like, uh, what the hell is that? Last time, one of the phrases for Ozzy Osbourne, I said, Oi, bruv, I'm Ozzy Osbourne. And you said, well, he's probably said that. And I was like, oh, shit, you're probably right. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but so my first artist uh, of the segment is Axl Rose. Oh, yay. Uh, He's uh, come back. Has he? So I think on episode one or two, we end, the, like you say, like Axl Rose. And then, oh. and then I was like, and that's a name for another day. Well, folks. <laughs> we brought it back. The day has come. <laughs> You're here now with us. Thank you so much for being here. Axl Rose. What what he say? 
So uh, 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 you can give me, you can say first, second, third, fourth. Yep. Um, and here's the quote. So the first quote is, I'm not God, but if I was, three quarters of you would be women and the rest would be pizza and beer. Okay. The second one is, I used to haul ass when I was hammered, but now I only speedball. <laughs> the third one is, um, <laughs> my solo career is like Easter for cool people. And the fourth that, one, okay. The fourth one is Uba Duba Wow Wow is how I describe my writing process. Uba Duba Wow Wow. Ah, oh, fuck! All these are garbage from a garbage person. God. Fuck. Well, I wrote three of them, so fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> no, but you wrote them in the intent of sounding like Axl Rose. And doesn't he suck? Yeah, he does, Marshall. <laughs> I didn't get my Dr. Pepper when Chinese Democracy came out. That guy's a liar and a bastard. Okay, so... Uh, Do you need uh, any repeats? No, so the first one was, uh, if I was God, like, uh, uh, two-thirds of you would be women, the rest would be, like, beer and uh, uh, a pizza? Yeah, three-quarters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> second one was... Oh, uh, God, I... Uh, I used to haul ass when I was hammered, but oh, now I only speedball. Speed yeah. Uh, uh, third was the uh, one I think it probably is. My solo career is like Easter for cool people. Oh no, that was the one I didn't think it was at all. <laughs> but also it sounds so dumb that I'm like, yeah, he would say that, you um, know? And, and the last one is Uba Duba Wawa is how I would describe my writing process. You know what? Fuck it. I'm putting it all on Uba Duba. <laughs> no. <laughs> Damn it. I am very happy to announce that uh, option one, the super misogynist shitty option, was not written by me. It oh, was yeah. written by Axel Rose. Ah, well, yeah. Uh, the next artist. Sorry, Uba Duba. <laughs> Why did I fall in that trap pit? Why did I just say, yeah, Axel you... Rose <laughs> said Uba Duba <laughs> to a reporter or to a member of the media? It's. it's... <laughs> I just, I, why, Zach? Why did you say this? I think it's because I'm dumb. <laughs> so uh, the next artist that we have yeah. is uh, Shania Twain. Ooh. So this one's more of a what did she say? What did she say? What did she say? <laughs> um, so uh, uh, the first one for her is Nobody Knows Me. They just know my songs. All right. The second one is I enjoyed working at McDonald's. Okay. The third one is music is like drugs, but better for your skin. Okay. And uh, all right, Shania. Okay. And the fourth one is shibi dop dot da is how I would describe my writing process. Jeez. <laughs> well, he fall into the same trap again. Uh, shibi dop dop. No, no, no. Uh, uh, oh, no, 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 no. Shibi dop dot da. You're right. Yeah, You're shibi right. dop dot da. Uh, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say number two. Working at McDonald's was fun. Correct. <laughs> Shania yeah. Twain said I enjoyed working at McDonald's. Hell on yeah. a quote website. Ooh, I feel so good. <laughs> I want to dunk myself in Gatorade after this. The next artist we have on this is Rick Astley. <laughs> <laughs> I am no longer sorry. Oh no, he came back. He's never gonna give us up. Uh, so his four quotes are: uh, I am a person who tries to not have regrets. Okay. Um, I am a person who tries not to give you up. I am a person who tries not to let you down. Okay. And fourth option, I am a person who tries not to run around and desert you. Uh, I'm going to say E, all of the above. 
Um, the only one he technically said is, I am a person who tries to not have regrets, because the other ones didn't have the same preamble on them. Yeah. He never, yeah. Says, he never says in the song, I am a person who tries to not give you up. I'm a person who never tries to give you up. I'm a person who never tries to never you, you down. down. It still works, I'm a person though. who never tries to run around and desert you. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so I missed that one. Yeah, yeah I should have gone with number one, but it's just like, ah, no, all of it. All of it. All of it, Rick. All of um, it, Rick. Come and, on, uh, Rick. All of it. <laughs> and the last one I have for you today, Zach, the way mm. we're capstoning the episode is with the artist Bummer. Oh, Sorry, uh, Bono. Bono. Ah, uh, that's a bummer. <laughs> yeah, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, so uh, his quotes are, uh, so his first quote is, it's so sweet, I feel like my teeth are rotting when I listen to the radio. Uh, be the change you want to see in the world, and that's accredited to Gandhi. And then uh, the accreditation, accreditation to Gandhi is then accredited to Bono. Um <laughs> Uh, no matter where you live, I believe that people should hear me for free. Oh. And the last one is sometimes I wish I could just cut loose and not care, <coughs> but I can't. No, he can't. He's got to care about those sunglasses, Marshall. <laughs> and I want, I want you to know that the Bono one, truly, yeah. I feel like this is by far the hardest one to decipher which one is uh, real. I'm going to say number three. Number three, you are wrong. Fuck. Uh, the- Fuck. The only one that did not sound like Bono was, in fact, the Bono quote. Uh, it's so sweet, I feel like my teeth are rotting when I listen to the radio. Yeah, but it's still douchey, you know? So yeah, it's I know, like, right? yeah, it's still, right. yeah. It's like, who the fuck are you to talk? I'm sorry. Um, was, and I will say, I still think that's the only one that doesn't sound like Bono, because I think Bono crediting himself with a quote that is credited to Gandhi is a Bono thing to do. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that, that one, I mean, you know, you, you do a great job of just making all of these sound exactly like it came from that person's mouth <laughs> what can i say i'm a writer yeah. i don't know it, yeah you did a great job uh i just uh to me i can't believe the only one i got was shania twain worked at mcdonald's <laughs> it makes sense just because i did spend episode seven researching a lot of mcdonald's <laughs> You and probably I, read it somewhere on a wiki. Yeah, I, I just, I think I just uh, through osmosis just picked up that, yeah. you know, like of like, oh no, I know everyone in the biz. <laughs> oh man, so uh, Zach, one out of four. You know, honestly, not your worst performance in one of these guessing games. Yeah. So I, I, yeah, I really suck at guessing. <laughs> I'm uh, for whatever reason kind of good at it on this show. Yeah, um, no, I guess so. Yeah, from the first episode, I'm like, I can't do these anymore. <laughs> on my end well and that's why i like writing them i feel confident <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that's the end of my uh, uh the last segment on our show uh what did he say yeah what he say and now that is the end of the episode uh we've had a lot of great fun uh with you guys uh thank you so much for listening uh if you guys could it would be super dope of you if you give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram. That's at Eardrunk. Uh, if you'd like to contact us for like future episode suggestions or anything like that, or to tell us good things, bad things, medium things, you decide. You can uh, tweet us and uh, you know hit us up on Instagram. You can also contact us on uh, uh, eardrunk at gmail.com. Uh, Marshall, where can they find the playlist that we've made? The playlist? Actually, we, we did better in this episode than some other ones. Uh, the playlists that we made, though, are going to be in the description right. of this uh, actual podcast that you're listening to now. Oh, wow. Isn't that crazy? That's convenient. Wow, what did he say? 
What did he say? <laughs> did he say it's going to be in the description of this podcast? Yeah. Wow. That and, makes it easy to access. And you can uh, listen to them on Spotify uh, if you if you got it, if you feel inclined. Or you can just, you know, uh, look at all the song titles and listen them onto a different app. We're not loyal. <laughs> uh, but yeah, go we, out. We put ours on Spotify because it's what we have the money for. Yeah, you know. And, uh, 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 but yeah, go out, listen to these songs, hit up the artists, let them know if you if you love their music because I'm sure they would love uh, the support. Uh, uh, we love their music, and that's why we make this show. Uh, Want to uh, say a giant. Thank you to our boy, J.W. Francis. J.W. Francis. Uh, for letting us use uh, his song Lo-Fi off the album We Share a Similar Joy as our uh, intro. Uh, it's an amazing track. It's an amazing album. He's got a new album coming out soon. It might be out now called Dream House. I definitely recommend that. It's got some great songs on it like uh, Casino and uh, I Want to Be Your Basketball and Our Story. Uh, just great songs. He's he's a great dude. And uh, um, just let me say real quick that that now that we've got a couple episodes under our belt, um, right underneath our playlist, I've also included a link to his page, so you can just it's it's one click away. You can go check it all out. Um, yeah, we've tried to make it super easy for you because like his music is really good, honestly. Like seriously, yeah. y'all should check him out. Yeah, no, Don't. he's and he's constantly making shit and just putting it out there and like you know, uh, super super loving to all of his fans and and just an all around dope dude who deserves your money and time. Well, Marshall. It's it's the part of the podcast where we bid adieu. Uh, so I would just want to say once again, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, I've been your host, Zach Webb. I, I'm here. <laughs> and uh, have a kick-ass day. <laughs> <laughs>